Welcome to the Weekly Woodcast with Dennis and Michael Woodworth, and we have some special guests here today that are going to talk about a really cool subject. It's food. What's good and bad about it, what's right and wrong about it, and uh, I'm really excited about this episode because I've been fortunate enough to, to watch a lot of food shows over this wonderful pandemic time, and I'm really curious to see what our guests have to say today. Eric Mantiche, who is the, well, really the head teacher, the professor at Nova Scotia Community College in regards to the culinary division of the Nova Scotia Community College. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And one of his students, which is actually, well, he's staying at our home now. Yep. And um, it's nice to, to have Dylan because actually the very first time we did sound checks on our podcast, Dylan, you were my guinea pig. So now it's for real, right? And to be a student in your first year, there's, you're starting from the ground up, which is really cool, yeah, yeah. which a lot of students, I mean, when you say a, a high school student coming out of school would know nothing about food or making any type of food on their own, just go to university anywhere and see what the kids are making on their own. That's why they have meal plans in universities. Yeah, this is an advanced uh, course, though. It's like uh, They call culinary skills, but you, you do uh, learn the basic for sure, but it's oriented towards the... The professionalism, right? So that's important, which is important to 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 specify that because a lot of courses you think you just oh I'm going to start college or start uh, culinary skills and then we're going to bake a few cookies and, and that's that's <laughs> not, that's, not gonna, that, yeah. that's more oriented professionally, you know. You know, Eric, it's funny you mentioned that because we've had some people. We have a, a, a podcast called Fishbowl Fridays every Friday night, and my guest speakers that come in and we talked about where um, some of the subjects that used to be in high school no longer exist like industrial arts and home economics where you don't you don't learn how to really look after yourself or even learn how to make the basic foods let alone what you're teaching at NSCC what um, how has it been so far through the pandemic as a teacher it's a bit challenging, I have to say, uh, for all of us, for all teachers, uh, whatever you teach is a totally different, uh, totally different approach, totally different way to teach, uh, except the practicum. The practicum is, um, is a hands-on, so I'm, we do a demo. Um, hopefully, they listen to you, or look at you, take notes, and, um, and we know right away if they... Uh, this is a yes deal. If they were, if they were successful, this is a yes. <laughs> if they were successful or not. Um, it is a hands-on course originally, and we had to cut uh, literally half of it. So because of the contact hours right. uh, by the, the regulation, the Nova Scotia regulation, the Can- Canadian regulation. So you, if, if the people haven't guessed yet, you're French. Mm. So are you from France? Oh, yeah, are, sorry, you from, yeah, are you from yeah. are you are you French Canadian Acadian? Oh, yeah. No, I'm from France. Originally. You're from France, from France originally. Yeah, from France. What part of France? Born and raised in France, uh, Champagne region, uh, east part of France, yeah. uh, between Champagne, Champagne and Burgundy. Uh, nice way to to sit for now. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. made you come to Canada? Uh, I was my ex-wife was from uh, Bridgewater. Really? <laughs> yeah. Met her at the Pines. Uh, met her at the Digby Pines. So, um, yeah, um, she was from Bridgewater. So we decided uh, we lived in uh, Switzerland for a very, very long time, uh, almost 10 years. And then uh, we decided to move to Canada. Mm-hmm. We have two uh, children. 
uh, together. So there was uh, Max and uh, Max and Nick, and uh, they are like twenty six, twenty twenty five, and twenty six now. And they uh, so we raised them in uh, in Canada. We lived in uh, Italy Cross by the Crocodile. Yeah, I know where yeah, it is. You know it is, and a lovely town. Like it's it's great, a great neighborhood. Fifteen minutes away from Bridgewater, it's just great. So what made you get into, were you a teacher in France or what made you get into teaching here? Ooh, not at all. No, it's um, actually it's a great honor in France to be to be a teacher. And uh, here is the perception is a little different, but I'm not going to go there. It's um, it was an opportunity when I was working at White Point. Right. And uh, what uh, the friend of mine, Reimer uh, Fullendorf, who was a teacher there before, and uh, he asked me, well, we need a second teacher for second years or for advanced cooking, et cetera. So I said, yeah, sure, I can, I can apply. And what an honor. Thank you. You know, and um, and that was 17 years ago. Wow. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. And uh, 17 years ago. And then now I was like, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you made an impact on a lot of students. Then. I think so. Good or bad, for sure. I mean, that's typical teacher, you know, some like you, some well, I mean, this, that's but just that's the way of life, uh, we, right? Yeah, well, we're not here for that. I, I was not here for the f- to be, you know, like or not. It was really to to deliver the, some kind of uh, knowledge, curriculum, experience. It's it's great opportunity. It's a well, huge especially you being from France. I yeah. mean, I was telling you off camera before that, you know, all those shows that I watched during the pandemic when I was in Cuba. One of them was, you know, the chef's table world competition. And it was amazing to see the amount of passion and creativity that went into every plate that every group of chefs did each week. Yeah. I mean, it is amazing the thought, the knowledge and passion that goes behind the work that, they do. That is correct. If you, if you don't have any passion when you start that job or that career or that path, um, you're going to miss something. Uh, you need to be passionate. You need to be working hard. You know you're going to work weekends, Christmas, New Year's, most of the time, holidays. Um, when everybody's off, you're going to work. And when everybody's working, well, you're off sometimes. So it's great to get a dental, like a dentist appointment because you can <laughs> <laughs> on a Tuesday afternoon because, uh, you know, uh, you're going to be off. But unfortunately, weekends, uh, long days, mm. uh the first couple of years, you're not going to be able to uh, to make a lot of money because you're you have to gain experience to grow in that industry, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. So sometimes that's what young cooks or young chef um, they call chef, but they are young cooks who will um, will give up. They're just a guy that oh, I can I cannot live on minimum wage. So, but so Dylan, you're you're in a situation where you're looking at your second month. Yeah, there now. Third, pretty sure. Third month, so. So far, so good? Yeah, of course. You know, I've, you know, when I started, it was, for me, it was a little bit rocky. Because, like, I was, like, when I got in, I was, like, okay, do I really want to do this? And I think after I was, like, a month in, I decided, yeah. And then I just, I just started doing it. I was happy doing it. Right. I didn't really have any problems. I liked doing it. So, it was, like, yeah, I'll continue doing this. What do you like most about it so far? Um, well, I would say hands-on, but we haven't really done, well, we don't do as much as we should, like, last year, but, um, we've done a lot of things. We've done uh, dishes from other places. We talk a lot about, like, France, 
I think next week we're doing pad thai. Um, see what else? There was something. Cordon Bleu. Cordon Bleu. Yeah. Listen, when you guys do Cordon Bleu, you call me. I'm on my way. <laughs> One of my top three dishes in the world. And I've, eat it, I've eaten that dish at least once a week in Holguin, Cuba. I found one restaurant that could do it well, and I revisit that one restaurant for that reason. So if you do Cordon Bleu really well, you get a return customer, right? Yeah. So that's, yeah, buddy, you're bringing that home to the house, okay? Pretty sure that's tomorrow. That's tomorrow, right? Yeah. I'll be ready. <laughs> I'll be ready, Dylan. We do, um, we do like Dylan mentioned. We do um, the the kind of the hands-on basics. Uh, mm-hmm. In other words, you open up, uh, you do one recipe, like cordon bleu, for example, and it leads you to chicken Kiev, to yeah. any breaded recipe, stuff recipe, and on and on and on. So, um, what we mostly do because we don't have any more that luxury to have five days a week to right. a restaurant opening for lunch and dinner, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, um, so we don't have that anymore. So we have to basically show the student one recipe, uh, which can lead to ten other ones. Right. If you know how to do it. This exactly. Way. That is that is the the downside of the not having the time anymore um, uh, to 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 feed the cafeteria, the restaurant. We used to have lunch and dinner on a go. Uh, second years. Uh, uh, all the functions at uh, Kejime Kujik, uh, Helping Parkview, uh, White Point, you name it. I mean, it was really, really, we were on the go every month, every month, every Friday afternoon, every Friday evening, sometimes Saturdays, sometimes both, um, and be able to help the, the community to, That's to, awesome. to do their Christmas dinner or functions or staff party or whatever. So it was uh, that we missed that for sure. But. Uh, Having that is another approach. I think we cover more. Uh, we're going to cover more in detail, or hands-on, one-on-one. Right. Um, but we're not going to be as broad as we used to be. Right. That's, that's all. But well, hopefully, knock on wood, mm. the days do change where we can have some form of normalcy yes. again. But yes. you have to get creative in these kind of situations, exactly, which you know? we talked about that's earlier. Right. So yeah. Yeah. The, um, the challenges of taking a high school student, which most of your students probably have z- almost zero knowledge we have coming mature, in. We have, we have both. We have mature students. We have, we have 17, 18 years old, finished grade 12 last right. year, and that was the that's the youngest we can have. We can have actually, yeah, 17. Uh, most of them, I think half of the class is illegal. When we have to do a beer butter, I have to <laughs> have to switch to have to switch to to seven up. <laughs> I have to switch to seven up. I cannot even use a beer. But uh, it's uh, it's um, and and on the other hand, we have mature student who is like wants to be better. So they work for for the last 10, 15 I love years that. and wants to get uh, the uh, kind of upper scale. We call that or just uh, higher standards. And uh, be able to 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 develop the creativity, the basics, in order to to yeah to to. So you could be really, better, yeah. you could be, a, you know, a single mom or single dad yeah, 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 or yeah, yeah. whatever the case may be, and you yeah. may be a good cook in your home, and yeah. you want to yeah. open that opportunity yeah. for a career. You could actually you know apply 
Oh no, yeah, as well. And, we have restaurant business. Very well. We Love have it. restaurant business. We restaurant have cafe. Business. We have cafes Love who it. just wants to develop their skills to, yeah. to to be a better. You know, even we have some kind of a management course. We teach the tu- the students about uh, the yield, the, the like the waste of uh, of that items. What you can do with this? How you can be more uh, efficient with that cut, with that produce? Like, can you sell it for more money, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. So it's a lot of. Um, I don't know. Um, eye opener for professional yeah. as well, um, and uh, and of course for your for your, for young uh, for young students, but it's uh, really for for all ages. There's no, I, I wouldn't put an age on a, on that course at all. Like it's um, it's really open to anyone. Second career, fantastic. Year, yeah. So Dylan, when you what when you think about when you decided to do this, what really pushed you in that direction? Um, so. It was, it was something I kind of did, like, a bit at home. Right. It wasn't, like, a lot. Because I can call your mother, and I can ask you if you did a lot of it or not. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but no, I went to Parkview last year. Right. I think we had uh, foods and hospitalities and a food science, and that was all we really had for okay. anything related to it. But I took food science in my senior year, and then I graduated. And I think it was about, I think, grade 11, I was, like, trying to think about what I want to do and I think I was nearly done grade 11 and I was just like you know what why not go into cooking why not go to the NSCC why not try to become a cook or a chef and then in November grade 12 I was like you know what there was the open house so I decided to go I saw around I liked it so I decided you know what I'm gonna uh, sign up put my name in and see what happens and I got in so here I am. It's fantastic. I mean, you think about the amount of countries in the world, Eric, that just have such different mm. cuisines. Like oh, it's absolutely. That's what I told you before. You remember, like I was a chef. Uh, uh, I was executive chef at uh, Borivage Palace, and there was a cafe, is a branch of the Borivage Palace in Lausanne, and we had to do Thai cuisine. I had no idea. I had no idea. I had no idea how to Thai cuisine, <laughs> and they look at me and go, "You, the executive chef, you should know." <laughs> No, we learn um, European cuisine by heart. We know inside out European, like German, Italian, French, of course, etc. We know that by heart. But when it comes to Asian cuisine, that's a whole different part of the planet, too, right? Uh, no idea. No, I never worked with green curry paste and coconut milk, and I never did. And uh, so <laughs> our guests couldn't believe it. So I was like, uh, and then you become like the humble guy. Suddenly, you kind of hang on a second. He's other than. French cuisine is other than uh, flavors of uh, of uh, Mediterranean flavors and all. So it opens, uh, wow, it opened the hor- horizon. And but on the other hand, there's a lot more to learn, a lot, a lot. I it's don't think lot. it ever. Yeah, I don't think in it's that field you ever stop learning. You never stop learning. Even the greatest in the world, yes, because push themselves a, all the time. That is correct. We have a specialties uh, we all do, and the the, the French um, uh, culinary. Exams are, are based on culinary, on French culinary, right? So they have no, um, absolutely nothing to do with uh, with or either India or, or Asia or, or African cuisine. That was, uh, we don't do that at all. So, but 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 what we know about European cuisine, we know like that this that is a, a very 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 uh, thrall uh, knowledge. So, but uh, that's after that when you open the doors to other cuisine. Oh, it's a totally 
in the world. Well, you don't go to a rest. I mean, when you go to a restaurant that's a specific style restaurant, they don't have every cuisine on on the no the, the menu. It's, yeah, it's, the fusion be, is probably your best bet. Yeah. Uh, most of the time, when you open a restaurant with a little fusion, uh, a little bit of Italian, a little bit of French, a little bit of Asian. Um, you're going to be very successful usually yeah. to to open up to different young like for for for, for the young younger generation for the older generation with the traditional you know homemade cooking French food you know they call the famous French food um, and uh, the flavors we know and some younger one I found the younger generation likes the hot. You know, hot food, the smaller portion. That's Michael uh, and I. We, lean, yes, I, I, yes. I did not like hot food for the longest time, yeah. honestly. And uh, Dylan actually was one of the first nights that I came home. When I came home, we had uh, hot chicken wing night, you know. And it's just uh, I've acquired the taste for hot food because it, it just accentuates the flavor so much in certain foods. In like certain in foods, certain yes. Foods. And some, sometimes you can destroy it. So that's, that's right. A, that's I have to agree and, and disagree on the same time because right. uh, if some find they can find fish or fine meat uh, like a, like a veal or, or, or a, a different kind of fish, uh, shrimp in general, and then too hot, you have no idea what you eat. Yeah. So that's kind of. So what would be your if I were to put you on the spot and ask you what would be your favorite meal if I if I was coming to your home and you were going to make your favorite dish, what would you or just what would you make? Oh, um, I love salmon. Um, salmon in any ways, uh, plank salmon, we're going to work with that. We did that today, actually, <laughs> coincidentally. Um, any braising, um, I love deer meat. I, 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 I grew up uh, with uh, old venison. Um, um, I remember my uh, mother never let, let her never buy a steak, never bought a steak in her life. Uh, we always have, um, you know, pheasant, uh, por- uh, wild boar, elk, deer, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, a um, lot of, lot of stew. Um, beef bourguignon. If you heard the beef bourguignon, mm. cocovin, all those kind of things, and they are really, really the the, the staples of uh, home cuisine. Believe it or not, uh, you go to a home, you eat bourguignon and and cocovin. You don't have to go to a fancy restaurant. No. So it's literally we call the the home cooking food became super developed and, and, and of course, a uh, high standard into restaurant now, but it's, it is home cooking. Yeah. And it's ingredients, too, depending on where you live. Um, where we live in Atlantic Canada, on the east coast of, of, the, of Canada, there's a lot of seafood recipes because we have scallops and, and, yep. and lobster. And, That's right, salmon. And yep. shrimp and salmon and haddock and so many different types of products that we have available to us. And if you're in the Midwest of Canada... There's a lot of beef products. That's correct. So it just depends on where you live. And if and if you're living in Thailand or if you're living in Italy or mm-hmm. France mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be, it just depends on where you're living. That's right. And the region of it because France, I mean, a lot of people... For ingredients. Are, uh, for ingredients. So yeah. south of France is going to be more like Italy, Spain. And uh, north of France will be more like a German dish. And the west part of France, like Britain, is going to be pretty much more Atlant- um, the Atlantic coast. So it looks like Nova Scotia. Well, Nova Scotia looks like more. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but, uh, yeah, lobster, scallops, shrimp, uh, halibut, um, haddock, exact same ingredient. We have the exact same thing. And uh, different produce. And you go down to the uh, Mediterranean uh, Mediterranean Sea, um, which is very close to Italy, Spain, France, also France. So, yeah, um, 
200, 300 kilometers away. And uh, so it's, uh, if you if you compare Canada to France, it's just like a few hundred kilometers, three three hours, four hour drive. You're a totally different zone, yeah. totally different region, and you're going to eat totally different food. Which is very different than here. Because you really, if you go from here, Montreal would be the first major difference. Because uh, Quebec is, is well, yeah, France. Yeah, Moncton. Yeah. Really? Probably, Moncton and yeah, Moncton, Moncton yeah. East. You get, get Moncton Mon- West. Moncton, Moncton West. West. Moncton West. And then after that, Quebec, Montreal for yeah. for, uh, for different food, yes. I would say, yes. Distinctly different. Totally. And after um, that would be... The knowledge base yes. comes from, obviously, you know, f- family heritages and... Oh, yeah. and generations of, of recipes from yeah. their families and and it, you can just you can see it you can smell it yep. france is distinctly unique in our country for canada for it, sure it is and then uh, quebec quebec, uh, I mean. uh, quebec city is a uh, really 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 um um small of france like it uh, is. not too much montreal anymore but uh Quebec, uh, the old Quebec, I'm talking. Uh, the central Quebec is really like uh, like some street in France. And well, it's rich in culture. It's, it's fantastic. Rich. I was you know, shocked, actually. I was like, oh, my gosh. Seems like I'm home. So, Dylan, when you look at all the cuisines that are out there that you've learned so far, what's your favorite? Uh, so far. Think. So far. I think it was three, four, three, four weeks ago we made... What we had, had a lot of stuff. It was mostly like vegetable. It was chicken. It had chili pepper, green pepper. Um, oh god, I can't think of the name right now. Stir fry. Stir fry. Yes, there you go. Thank you. Your teacher's right beside you. You can <laughs> ask. <laughs> no, you're not gonna forget Mark. <laughs> but um, stir fries are fantastic. Yeah, because they're healthy. And y- you can use your creativity. You combine techniques as well. So yeah. that's why we try to to show them the technique of the cut, uh, why you cut that way, uh, why you add those ingredients, because it's related to a, uh, an Asian recipe. So uh, what is Asian recipe belongs to, okay, we have ginger, we have uh, uh, oyster sauce, et cetera, et cetera. So, and stuff that is just uh, they 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 are allowed to try. Uh, we want them to try to understand um, why we do it that way, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then it opens up. Uh, you want to do with rice. You want to do with egg noodles. You want to do so. Yeah, again, it's endless. Stir fry. You want to use chicken. You want to use just veg. You want to use shrimp. You want to use beef, pork. You name it. The technique is the same. Well, when it comes to someone like yourself, too, Dylan, we've talked about this. To have the skills that you're going to have. Yeah. You're gonna not gonna be long on the market because there's not there's not many there's a lot of women that would love to have a man in the house that knows how to cook like you're <laughs> gonna be taught by your teacher so it's um you gotta be popular uh, yeah absolutely right I mean it's just you like you know they would say you know you have to go to the kitchen I'm I'm here what like what do you mean by that are you from outer space somewhere or? well they like the first date yeah absolutely right um, you can really impress the girl the first date for sure like you're yeah. coming over to my apartment or my house and i'm gonna cook for you that's that that's 10 it out is. of 10 it is it is it is it's a true uh it's a true fact um on the other hand right now they're gonna learn the basics they're not gonna go too much in depth uh like in the first semester well, yeah, absolutely. yeah we got we covered really the basics uh, if you have another interview within six months when you graduate with all the international cooking that we're going to do, et cetera, then that is a different uh, different approach. So after the first year, Eric, wh- where do you recommend 
them to go next. Second, I mean, second year. So second year. So there's a second year in Halifax, I believe. Second year uh, Kenfield, yeah, Ken, uh, as well. Kenfield, yeah. so Kingsac Campus uh, offered it. Ikerley, uh, Halifax, yeah. Dartmouth, yeah. and uh, Sydney, Marconi. Okay, Breton. So Cape Breton. So mm. if you do have family there, like that's what we recommend. Go where you can stay. Um, because an apartment in Halifax and an apartment in Kenfield yeah. is a two different, you know what I mean? I know people or, in Cape Breton, man. I know people all over. Actually, all those three right. locations, that's I right. got, I, I got people there. Over that, and that's what we recommend. I mean, the first year is great, no question about it. You get a good, great skills. You're gonna go to good work experience, etc. But if you want to make a career and if you want to make the box, like, uh, like we always recommend, um, do have to have almost second years. Uh, great co-op after that, like great good work experience. Good. And then uh, if you have your management skills, then, of course, you're going to move on to sous-chef, chef, and then you're going to make your six digits. And But, I mean, that's what that's what we always... Not everybody is made to be an executive chef, but you have opportunity to work pretty much everywhere in the world and everywhere. That's I mean, what I love. Yeah, between a little cafe uh, in Bridgewater to a four- five-star in uh, in London, if you want to, really, it's amazing. So that yeah, and then that's what the the, the money is. I mean, we we talk about uh, a lot of uh, students are quitting after first years. Oh, I'm student, um, graduated student who who can't give up is I don't make enough money, and then I say, well, that's really up to you because the money is there. Um, cook on boat right now, ship cook. You are talking all about they cannot keep them. Absolutely, they need them. They need the qualified one, the guy like uh, like Dylan who's going to graduate or like after second years, will be able to run 40 people on the ship, three meals a day. They are paying left, right, and center. Absolutely. Um, hospital, nursing home, unfortunately, uh, this our way in a few years. <laughs> I hope they're going to yeah. take care of us. You guys are fine, and I'm not. So I just want to make sure they're well-trained. So uh, when they take care of nursing home, um, hospital, dietitian, oh, well, dietitian cannot be dietitian, but it can help around. Right, they're going to know the diet and, and nutrition values in there. And then it's, and again, it's, it's a huge, uh, huge amount of money they can make. So the money is there. If you, if you want to stay in a corner cafe and peel carrots, so, and then yes, you're going to, you're going to get your 12 bucks an hour. Exactly. But it's a huge opportunity everywhere now. Everywhere I had, now. um, had very good friends of mine when we, when we all finished school together, they moved on. Uh, uh, Jim Nichols is a good friend of mine. Lives in Toronto now. He's one of the managers for Enterprise Car Rentals. And Mike Pope, who's a very good friend of mine, lives in Kingston, Ontario. He's a correctional officer. They actually went to Hard Rock Cafe in London, England, mm -hmm. because uh, Jimmy's brother John managed the Hard Rock. What an experience just to just to work there, and that's when you when you can go to certain restaurants in the world and learn from some of the best, yes. and be able to live in those cultures at the same time and earn money. Mm. That's almost like you're traveling. Mm. You're, you're you get paid for traveling, and you yeah. get paid to travel. Mm -hmm. I I just I just yeah. I think I told Dylan I think it's a cat's meow. I really do. It's seven seven years. I did that for seven years. Travel the especially world, especially being young. Oh my gosh! I was nineteen when I when I graduate because it's like so you, you do your grade twelve, then you do your two years university, right. uh, 
and it's hard. There is no question. It was oh my. It's uh, two years of very very hard because you not only learn cooking, you learn management, you right. learn uh, commerce. They call that the the, right. the whole everything around. Plus your second language, plus your math, plus so it's literally a, a course <laughs> on top of it. So I was like, anyway, I didn't realize until I came here and they say, all you have to do, guys, is two chapters for this week, really, because <laughs> I think about it. But uh, no, it's totally different approach, and and it's a really really high. Um, uh, level exam, which when you have it, you have it for life for sure. But and then we start traveling, and then at the time it was um, Switzerland, so Switzerland offered all the doors open. All the doors were open. Um, within a year, you become chef de party, uh, like you become like you know uh, uh, first first chef de party. Oh my gosh, it was everywhere. And uh, um, winter and summer. Uh, station, we call right, them exactly. Um, so you do winter in the Alps. And Very summer, beautiful. Oh, yeah. And summer by the lakes. Uh, Very by, beautiful. Uh, oh, my gosh. And then after that, it opens up a chef de party, Digby Pines. My first job outside France, outside Switzerland. So Digby Pines opened up and said, uh, well, we need chef de party. Apply. At the time, it was a, the, the, the journal, like the newspaper, uh, hotel newspaper. And then I said, well, I apply. And so we were 90, 90 of us, 90 candidates, four positions. And I got, I got one of them. Fantastic. Uh, I was so, wow, so pumped. And then uh, at the time they were paying the tickets. If you stay all summer and they right. pay your ticket back. And, and then, um, uh, then after that it was, uh, London, London, England. Uh, so you spend the whole summer there with, uh, with, uh, private clubs. It was the St. James's club, downtown, uh, downtown London and, um, Ritz Carlton and, uh, Real Scotland in Boston, uh, between, and it was <laughs> it was something. It's a else. journey, yeah, it was great. Um, I mean, I have an opportunity to go to uh, beside Europe, uh, go outside like this. It's, so you've talked to your students about your experiences. Yeah, we and talk. We talk as much as yeah. we can. I mean, I used to used to do the whole day on that. Now we we do a little bit. I did a little bit uh, the introduction and stuff, but I mean. I met the, the the Queen of England in in Ascot, the 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 Hyperdome, like the, the the horse races there. So you serve, you cater for the for the Queen of England, and the year after that at the Borivage, when I became the sous chef of Borivage, chef of Borivage, uh, I catered to the Queen of Jordan, and and on and on, and you say, oh my gosh. Yeah, but that's what your clients. That's what your clients were. Well, what did I what did I say, Dylan, last night? If you were listening, maybe you weren't, but. Uh, Michael, I talked to Michael about it. What's the most important thing you have to have to run a business? List. You got to have a list. You have right? a list. Well, he's yes, got a pretty good do. list, right? That's a pretty good list to have that he has it, right now, right? Is. So, and then um, we have celebrity. We had a lot, a lot of uh, Schumacher. You know, at the time it was a big Formula One, uh, Formula One champions, and on and on. It was ongoing. Uh, actors, lots of actors, lots and lots, and uh, famous, and on, and uh, uh, singers, a lot of singers. So that was um, that was a huge experience for me, but you don't even realize you're twenty five six at a time. You're kind of like, just I'm going to work, right? Oh yeah, and, and then all then of a sudden you're 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 immersed into a different world. That is correct, but you don't even realize who that's yeah. for. We I used to cook for Tina Turner that she had those um, famous baked potato caviar and stuff, and then and then this uh, Tina Turner for me was 
okay, well, I knew who she was, but I mean, that was a client. That she was. That's a exactly. Right. And if she loves what you do, they return. Oh, and yeah. those are good clients, Eric. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> you yes. know, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Sure, she don't remember me, but I remember her. <laughs> their credit cards are black. Oh, yeah. They have lots of limit on them. So when you talk yeah. about the incoming opportunity yeah, that you have as a chef, that's where it comes, really, is your clientele yes, list. You where do. To do and private club and and handpick a little bit if you have a choice and they do have now uh, kind of handpick your restaurant wherever you want to go uh, it's open so basically uh, at the time I was going more like for the 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 fame and uh, the higher standards and and so private club was the higher standard you cook aluminium you cook as you need um, and then I switch more like to to resorts and big hotel palaces and stuff like that. Because you have an opportunity to do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Uh, banquet, uh, restaurant, um, breakfast, you name it. So d- d- it was a full, full, full meal for that. So that was great. Um, and then eventually when I came back to Canada, I finished uh, finish at the White Point Beach. And um, um, I spent a few months at uh, Prince George in Halifax. And uh, yeah. White Point's a nice little spot. It's it's a great resort, it, it and it's resort, and it's yeah. in the middle of nowhere, really. I mean, That's but right. it's a very and some people like that. They like just they having the exclusivity and the quiet, oh, yeah. right on the water. Uh, yeah. White Point's done a good job, yeah. and Digby Pines is another one. Oh, yeah. If you're wondering, if you're listening to the podcast, I mean, White Point Beach is located uh, down on the southwest shore of Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. right on the water. Digby Pines is in the valley, um, just on the edge of the valley. And 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 Digby and Digby. Well, it, we have Oak Island here too. Like uh, Oak Island's a, a nice spot, Island, absolutely, and place. really well done now. Absolutely. Uh, the Petrie family used to own Oak Island uh, decades ago, and then Atlantica came in and took it over and really, really ramped up Oak Island. Yep. They did a good job. Yep. yep. So there's some great locations here, and there's uh, Old Orchard. Or training or in, the valley, in yes. the valley, yes. and of course, there's yes. lots of places in Halifax to work. I mean, you could you could literally work because of the tourism industry here. You could work in a lot of places in Nova and Scotia. we place them, and we place the student. Uh, hopefully, we we have good address book again for a student who wants mm. to work. So, if Dylan said, uh, "I want to stay around, I want to move around, I want to work in Halifax," so we have addresses where we can um, when we can uh, put them for uh, work experience. So, so Dylan. So far, and we're only talking a, a short amount of your life, but if you had a place to, if you had a choice to go anywhere, so far, where would you choose? Um, well, I I have some friends down in the states, but like, that's not a good, not I wouldn't say a good place to be, but mm-hmm. I'd say, let's see, I'd say somewhere's oh east, like maybe across the ocean, mm-hmm. like. Britain, France, anywhere's like around there, if I so chose, like in the future, but not right now. No, I'm not talking. You're yeah. not ready right now. But like, when, when you're ready, though, if you had a, t- what I'm saying is, that, let's say it's five years from now. Yeah. You you get some training along here. All of a sudden, you get a choice to go where you want to go. Yeah. You'd like to go east then. Yeah. And but like now, I'd probably stay in Canada, but maybe not totally. stay here. Yeah, like I mean, absolutely. Another place in Canada. Oh, totally. I would I would suggest that too. Um, two to three years until you kind of build up uh, a basic knowledge and uh, and then off you go, yes. Well, there's a lot of maturity when you live in other countries. You have to have a lot, you have to have a knowledge base of, and I know that because li- I live in another country mm. half of the year. So you have to have contacts, yes, people you can rely on experience. to be able to get you and that experience. Because if you don't, you can get lost fast. 
totally. Right. And then that's what you want. You want you want to build up enough experience to have the confidence to go, the knowledge to go. Um, the expectation that in 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 Europe is high, like uh, or are high. The, the, all the expectations uh, from a cook has to be uh, has to graduate. You have to have your papers. You'll never get a final job without papers. So either Red Seal or or journeyman or some sort like this. And uh, Canadian consulate are really really well um, um, established. Like um, if you come as a Canadian and, and you need a work visa or, or kind of a student visa, even though you you kind of for you, you finish school, um, they're gonna help you. Um, and that that help you at least for eight ten months. Right. You know what I mean. So that way, uh, I find that that's uh, to go legally and, and don't try to, to sneak in there and then having <laughs> having no visa or whatever. Well, there's too many is, opportunities uh, with the credentials. Yeah, because with a job like this, you're going to get a visa, yeah, no I problem. Mean, no, no, no question. No question. But you do need the experience. I will recommend. Uh, I will recommend to make sure you have enough experience before you hit uh, for, for Europe, yes. So tell me, Eric, the years that you've taught, does a st- one does one student stand out that really has excelled in their field? A lot of them. Really? No. Give me some right. examples. Give me some. Oh, we have uh, four years ago. The first uh, year I graduated was uh, Catherine uh, Heisenauer, who mm-hmm. is uh, opened uh, his own restaurant in uh, Lunenburg. Um, two girls, but um, um, is a catering business open. Um, it was Marianne Bolang and uh, Marianne Fini um, who opened a catering business, so, right. um, uh, Sweet and Saucy. Sweet and uh, Saucy. Sweet and Saucy. I, I love, love that. I love the idea. Uh, and then a multitude of chefs after that who became chef at, uh, at uh, Wakan and, and on. So you, you look at different, uh, different approach that way. Um, we have... Um, People who exceed on the on the military was so they they were military for for twenty five years and uh, and um, came to the course and exceed in there. I love exceed that exceed in there and 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 they literally took every uh, award we can get on high marks and dedication and and uh, and tutoring and, and and helping you know and so the mature student those guys are around 35, 40 years old and it's a field that they can get involved in which is nice because. You have a, a, a diversified group of people that you're totally. you're, you're yes. educating in yes. a field that really, oh, yeah. like like you got, we all said off camera, everybody eats totally right. Totally. So it's it's a necessity every day, a, a multitude of times per day, and and you pick your field and you pick where you want to do. Yeah, that, that's the beauty of it because with the experience, uh, like for example, Dylan's going to find out if it works better, and for him, he has a better opportunity to work in restaurant, in resorts, in uh, maybe the hospital environment or prison, or uh, believe it or not, they uh, have to eat too. They have to eat too, <laughs> and uh, incarcerations. Uh, <laughs> Lots of clients there. A lot of clients. It's a big uh, list, Dylan. Yeah. It's always full. Eh? It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> the restaurant is always full there, but uh, no, it's uh, it's a huge, huge opportunity. And again, they are craving for uh, for cooks, for professional cooks. Yeah, because we have so many cooks. They call walk out the street, no papers, nothing. And uh, I found they they they're good. Don't get me wrong. Is a really really good cook. Very passionate about it, but they have the tendency to be limited on yeah. what they know and what they do. And uh, that's the only downside I found of uh, 
what I know and what I experienced through my years in in Canada is fantastic. Some are chef, very very famous, and and uh, but they work very very hard to be there. And he's only one of a thousand yeah. to, to become, um, you know. It's easy. I find he's always recommends. He's just a couple of years of school. Um, it's a good investment, believe me, you get your money back in no time. Absolutely. So, you know. No question. I, I remember when D I first met Dylan, I came home in early October, and, you know, the first thing he did is he walked out and shook my hand. And I was very impressed with that because Glenn and Michael shared that he was very shy. And I'm like, you know, he's very forward with me. He's automatically showing a level of professionalism mm -hmm. to me that, stands out yep. and i've we've had some really good conversations yep. about you know being the difference and standing out in your field and and not just being average and pushing the limits and and because that makes you stand out as an individual yeah we're gonna pick you just um and and we have the question all the time why are you gonna pick of the three guys i need a sous chef who's gonna pick do i pick the best cook or do i pick the best the best the best Best person or the best, you know, you, you know, so the best uh, attitude, you don't know. What's well, a work environment? So what is the work environment? Who's exactly. the guy going to fit? Who likes him? You know what I mean? And not so most of the time, it's not necessarily the best cook. Exactly, because it's a it's a team atmosphere totally. in that kitchen, right? Totally. I mean, when you're working well. at the, the speed that you're working at, mm. depending on where you are and the environment you're in, you know, you have to have yep. qualities to your, yep. you know, your persona. If yeah. you don't have those, it's just not all about your knowledge base all the yeah, time. Flexibilities and and people, people they call that and people. Yeah, yeah if you're if you're if you're all you know up in arms every day and you're throwing plates and yeah, those days are gone. It's funny <laughs> they still. I, I hope like the the, the Gordon Ramsay's uh, <laughs> the big Gordon Ramsay uh, thingy there. I think those have thanks goodness. Hopefully it's gone and then uh, we don't we don't do that. But I, I live that. I I know that. And it was we were in kitchen we were or chef were really, really um, mental sometimes because of alcohol or drugs or mm. whatever. And then you learn very quickly to say, no, I'm not going yeah, to do that. I'm not going to do that. Totally so, agree. No way. So, and I, and I'm, I was considered as a, as a hard ass. I mean, that's what it was. I mean, not a, even 10 years ago, you can ask from a student. It was like, they hated me. You just, oh my gosh. But I mean, the, the, to push the standards to mm. the limit. Um, and sometimes you don't realize you don't want to be pushed. And at the time, I didn't know that. I thought you were taking the course because you want to take the course and right. be, and want to be passionate and want to be. And that, and that was sometimes not necessarily the case. It was just, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do that. Well, I mean, I'm a high performance baseball coach. Mm. I've been doing it 30 years. Mm. There's a level of expectation. That's right. If you're going to teach others, mm. that you expect from them. That's right. And if you're not getting that, then then perhaps they use that out. Oh, I hate him, mm. or I hate her. Oh, yeah, totally. Because well, ultimately, yeah. the truth is, it is not holding that standard of excellence that you expect yeah. Yeah. from them. Yeah, it so does happen. But I mean, I I'd rather respect you ten times more than like you. Oh, I mean, if you have both, if you have both, that's a bonus. But I'd rather be respected. That's right. For the work that I do, especially if I'm teaching others. Yeah, yeah. And then that's what it is, and we have a different, uh, different pace too. Like some learners will. Uh, We'll have a different way to learn things, and then uh, so it, it's always try to adapt as much as we can, and then be able to do it. But uh, our our industry required a, a lot of skills and and, yeah, and, and knowledge and 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 courage no and, and you no know, no no pressure. But it's that's what they're for. I mean, but there is pressure, and then oh, it is pressure. You have to, and you have to learn that. You have to understand pressure. You have to understand how to make decisions sometimes on a snap, and sometimes is wrong decision. Deal with it. The most okay. infamous quote I've ever heard on pressure in my life 
was from a guy named Dirk Nowitzki. And Dirk Nowitzki was probably the best player in Dallas Mavericks history in the NBA. And they were playing against the Miami Heat with LeBron James and Dwayne Wade and all those guys. And they interviewed Dirk, and I think it was game six or game seven. It might have been game seven. They said, you know, how do you, you know, how you handling the pressure? Mm. And he looked right in the camera and said, pressure? I make love with the pressure. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's, yeah. that's the kitchen environment because you have to love it. You have to love it. On the other hand, you have to be able to organize, know your yeah, staff. That's and the organizational to, skills and part. The organization skills yeah. because you, the pressure will go down. They have little black box to do and stuff like that. And if you know, if you're prepared, it's a walk in the park. It's enjoyable. If you're not, it's a nightmare. <laughs> it's a nightmare. And you see them. You see that they come on the unprepared, unfortunately, the first couple of times, and then they learn very quick to, to be prepared, to, to take that edge off, right? There's no need of it. Enjoy. It's fun. So you've been all over the world. There's, does someone come to mind that you've enjoyed working with in one of those kitchens or as someone that you've met as a um, maybe even not a, a co-worker, but someone that you met in the industry that you admire? Uh, multitude. <laughs> multitude, multitude. Uh, we had the chef at the, the, the uh, Rick at the, boy, um, Eric was his name too, uh, Ritz Carlton in Boston. Mm -hmm. We had uh, a two weeks uh, Swiss uh, specialty to do uh, Ritz Carlton in Boston, and the way the guy organized, he was in a kitchen just like um, like a prince walking through. He knew everybody in there. He knew what's going on just by looking at. And I said one day, I said, I'm gonna be him. I guarantee. You, I'm just gonna be able to handle the situation. It was a busy hotel. It was insanely busy. And um, we have pretty much the same at uh, the, the World Trade Center with Christophe. Christophe Lizard been the, the executive chef there. And the same thing. They, those guys are working for 9,000 people, 15,000 people on banquet. Everything is like orchestra. And um, be able to organize that is like, oh, my God. Yeah. And then you look up. You look up for them, and then you say, well, how wanna, how you organize that? I say, so organize what? I'm doing that for 20 years now, so... But the first, you have headaches, you have um, pressure on you. I was the first uh, first jobs as uh, as executive. Mm, you and have to be a big problem solver, I think. You you have because you're sit managing down and people be oh, no, and product. To, exactly, but right? You have to sit down and say, "Whoa, hang on a second, right?" So, and then if you and if you have a situation in a, in a kitchen where something goes wrong, mm. you have to have the flexibility and understanding correct. that you can make it right. That is figure something out you to make to it right. quick. Absolutely. Yeah. And then without uh, without hurting your clients or, or, or the price or the quality of your food. Um, but generally speaking, that's, that's really what we do. We do the, the, the best is to be flexible um, and deliver the best quality possible for the price. That's basically what what we what we after. And... Um, we have to have fun. It's no, it's no way around. Like if I see kitchen so tense, I mean, you can cut with a knife. I mean, there's yeah. no need of it. Like uh, we have to be relaxed and sometimes it's time to put your head down and, and do it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. We know that. But generally speaking, it has to be a good environment. You try to build your a good environment. Well, when you listen to beautiful music from an orchestra, yeah, same thing. there's one individual in the front that's organizing all those instruments to make them sound right. exactly the way that music needs to sound. And in the kitchen, 
can be very similar. It is very similar, and it's and it's uh, the and that delegation we have we have to have delegation. There's a lot of uh, colleague uh, during the years um, wants to run the show by themselves, and uh, it doesn't work. And the responsibility you have, and eventually you break down of nerve breakdown and everything else. So you don't want that. You want to delegate. Like if if I find Dylan has a quality on 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 research design or presentation and stuff i'm gonna pick his brain as much as i'm gonna do a, another one and it's not because he's only 18 years old then it's, it's no i'm gonna pick his brain as much as as a professional i will well and, so. and somebody 18 years old that's been in the industry since they were five years old has 13 years experience just because they're at a specific age doesn't mean they haven't learned yeah. they may have grown up in a family that had totally. chefs in them oh, you, you don't know. know oh no you're in the artist part of it exactly. like some, some are more artistic than others and uh, oh no totally oh my gosh i learned when i was uh, oh, my first step in kitchen i was like five years old helping my mother making the soup <laughs> and then helping her on the weekend mm. like when she was doing little banquet on the restaurant next door right so, like for us in our in our field in baseball a lot of major league baseball players their children grow up in the environment, mm. so they have a lot more comfortability and confidence mm. because their their fathers have introduced them to the, the profession at an early age. That is correct. So yeah. it could be the same thing when it comes yeah. to this field. But you know you know right away if you're good at it. It's not because you've been, like, for example, in a family or restaurant, right. family of baseball player, then, you, then you're good baseball Oh, there's players. some bad baseball players, oh, too. Oh, I know. <laughs> and it's, you know yeah, just because your dad played doesn't make you you're going to be good. That is correct. So that's what we... We teach them. That's why we try to 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 pass it along to the student. It's just just like open up. Just like don't be stuck on one thing. Just open up a little bit better and then a bit more, and then uh, be able to um, to do uh, more dishes and then uh, follow your follow your guts. That's just simply that, really. So. We say all the time the the mind works like a parachute. It only works when it's open. Yep. So you have to have the ability to open your mind. Mm-hmm. And sometimes open your heart too to knowledge because it's so um, and and it's guts. I mean, it you is. know, not everybody you can to pack have guts. up. Oh yeah, I agree. not everybody can pack up and then I'm going to England or I'm going to Ireland or whatever. It's just like yeah, I'm gonna leave my family behind for a year or eight months or whatever. My girlfriend or I mean, you never know, right? So, or boyfriend, whatever. And then uh, you 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 when you see those kind of um, decision making is um, is yeah, it's different. So, Dylan, in your classroom that you have right now, if you were to say a, a teammate in a kitchen, who comes to mind right away that you have chemistry with in your classroom? Charity. Oh, yeah? I've known her since grade 10. Okay. But, yeah, we've been friends since grade 10. But I'm pretty sure in, like, so we're split into two groups. But in the other group, there I know Ava and Thomas, but... I've known Charity since grade ten. We've been friends since grade ten. So, so you could you could work in a kitchen fairly well. You think at this point? Yeah. See, that's the other thing too is that that comes to mind when you travel. You travel with somebody that's in the same field that you know. Yeah. You share rent. You share all those things together, yes, yes. which makes it work a lot easier, right? That so, could, like, if you can do that as a if as it's a, possible as a possible as a possibility. But two, I find, is not easy. Believe me, is a is a very individual work. Um, believe it or not, it's a teamwork, definitely. But when it comes to travel, you can have disagreement. You can have a different really? way to do it. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <you can laughs> I was married for 25 years. <laughs> and uh, But that's basically... 29 uh, for me, Eric, so I know what you mean. But 
<laughs> and then you can uh, you you that's what you do that's exactly what you do you just uh, do your own pathway it's not necessarily the same path on f- for the other person even though it's a great friend uh, but sometimes especially for a long period of time if you if you go for a whole summer um the other the other guy or the the, the other uh, companion with you can go and then say oh, look that's not for me I'm yeah not, uh, well, that happens and it does and it does happen it does but i mean usually backpack study a little bit before like you know go on vacation there first see if you like it first personally that's what i used to do and then eventually when the job comes up then you go uh, you know it's funny because I, I recently have talked to my family about coaching in other countries you know, I, I spent all my time in Canada, most of it in Atlanta, Canada, but when I coached for our provincial teams at the national championships, you meet a lot of people from your own country, but then I really opened up my mind to take what I've learned yes. and go learn from others in other countries, which is what I'm doing there right now, and then taking all that knowledge base and going to another country, like Italy, yeah. um, and say, you know, I'm offering my services for a year or two here. Uh, it's very similar, just in a different field. So I think it's a great idea, a yeah. phenomenal idea. I really do. And I'm really proud of him so far that um, the way he conducts himself, he has, a, he has a real level way about him, which is totally. you need in a kitchen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? and, and, and and like you said before, you have to come with an open mind. You know, mm-hmm. There's no way around. Um, and especially when you're young, you just like a sponge, just absorb, 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 take notes. Uh, make uh, your little repertoire, we call them, and then keep your recipe on the side, and keep the one you like, and and move on. So within four or five years, you'll have a good background, and then but you have to change. You don't don't spend five years in the same spot. Yeah, because that's I was just gonna say that Eric, for me coaching, mm-hmm. when I really learned like, my first couple mentors that taught me the foundation, mm-hmm. the better coach I became was when I learned from others. Yes, so I took you know. Two things from this individual, yes. two from that, three from that indiv- exactly. individual, exactly. and then I claimed it all as my own. That is your experience. Oh yes, oh absolutely. I absolutely. Give, I, uh, a good friend of mine, Art, no, Art Napolitano from Hollis, New Hampshire. He would always say, "When you take something from someone else, give them credit seven times. Yeah. After that, it's yours. After that, it's yours. Yeah, exactly. Right. But you pretty much uh, the recipe are, are here to share. It's a lot of us don't share recipes." Uh, the famous uh, secret recipe, I guess, of some sort. Right. But for us, we just open up. It's just like we tell you, I'm telling them every trick I know. Um, when it comes to, 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 to deboning, to make a sauce, to make a cut, to make a trim, to make, try to show them as much as I can. Well, they're very fortunate to have a, yeah. a teacher. And I, and I was very curious, and I, I really appreciate you coming in today because it, I can see he's in really good hands, really good hands. Um, I, I think in our area where we live, you're an incredible asset to our community and to the people that are going to be leaving and moving on because you, I can easily see that you're a very strong mentor. Thank you. Uh, yeah, well, I'll try to. <laughs> Experience will make a difference. So when I first started teaching, I was... Um, I, you I were hard-ass? I didn't know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but I was, no, I was acting... Uh, yeah, well... Because well, you come but from I a field where you were... Exactly. We, we yeah. came from the field, so I was acting like an executive chef, like a chef instead of a teacher. Right. And I realized that I was like three or four years in. And then again, I was thinking all my audience was like op- super motivated, wants to learn, et cetera. And like I say, it wasn't the case. So um, it took me a few years to just mellow down, calm down a bit. And, and I still, you know, I'm still a little picky at the time and 
according Nothing to wrong them. with that. Everybody has their nuances. I know. Their personality traits. Yep. There's not a perfect person on the planet. I've never met one. Nope. But if you can if you can make an impact in other people yes. in the way that you're doing, yep. then we're making the planet a better place to live. Totally. It really is. Totally. Eric Mantiche, who's come into our studio today to share with us. I got that last name right? Yes. I, I'm just, I, <laughs> I, I said it like about 200 times in my head during the, the, the broadcast. I'm like, you know, because it's so unique, right? Very unique. <laughs> it is. And Eric, I really it's appreciate only- you coming in and sharing time with Dylan because um, my pleasure. he admires you. Um, and I'm very pleased to have you here because it proves to me that he's in very good hands. And I can tell you, anybody that's going to consider taking culinary in, um, in Canada, mm. especially Atlanta, Canada, oh. you should... Look up Nova Scotia Community College and the Lunarburg campus because this gentleman across from me knows his stuff. (laughs) The Weekly Woodcast with Dennis and Michael Woodworth. We'll look forward to talking to you next time. Take care.